0: Hey, welcome back to another Get Geekish podcast. I'm Pino. That's Derek over there. Oh, that was an empty chair. Now it's Derek. Um, Hi. Thanks, for, thanks for joining us. We do these podcasts as much as we can. You know, adulting in life gets in the way sometimes, but we I, ideally, we like to make this a weekly recurrence of talking about the geeky going-ons in our in our heads and whatnot. And we wanted to do a little throwback this week because uh, I've I, I got to be honest, I'm feeling a little old. I just came back from the uh, non-desucon anime convention and was very uh, multiple times reminded that I'm, I'm definitely many, many years older than a lot of the, uh, the anime fans that were there. And somebody had this conversation that really kind of uh, that struck home inside of me that when I think of 30 years ago, I do not think of the 90s. When I think of 30 years ago, I think of like disco in the 70s. But somebody did the math for it. And they put I'm like, okay, well, to a kid now, going back to 1993 is the same as when I was a kid, 13, going back to 1963. And in my mind at that time, going back to the 60s was like the prehistoric Stone Age, you know, with stone wheels and black and white TVs. And <laughs> so it was it was a, <clears throat> a little bit of a kick in the pants there. But, you know, yeah, I saw a meme the
1: other day that said if Back to the Future was to, you know made today, he'd be going back to the 90s. And yeah. I was just like, <laughs> "What?
0: I don't like that." And uh, I, I was trying to explain that to, to my daughter, and I had my first she'll be last Mario Kart blue shell shirt, and I had the horrible realization because I'm like, "Oh well, you see, honey, the problem is, I I don't relate with a lot of the kids here just because I'm out of uh, out of touch in the sense that this T-shirt that I'm wearing." is older than most of the kids here. <laughs> Cause I got that t-shirt when I was working at hot topic back in the day in 2000, 2001. And, uh, you know,
1: <laughs> did, did,
0: did you just
1: have, you know, I've been noticing that too. Like there's been times where I sound like my parents and I think you just had that moment too, where you're like, well, I don't relate to these kids here. I'm pretty Sure. My parents said something along those lines. Not necessarily I don't relate to them, but just like I don't understand them or, you know, there's there's something Mm -hmm. like this. So we're definitely getting up there.
0: Yeah, because we can still relate to them in certain ways. That's that's, I think the the fun thing about all the stuff we do on here is that we talk about geeky things that everybody's into and you can relate to somebody else because you both enjoy the same show or the same Mm -hmm. fandom, something like that, you can get with that. But the other parts of life you don't get like (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> there, were, there was somebody in the in the cosplay contest that had some modem sounds as part of their performance, and you could tell everyone that was alive when modems was cracking up, and everyone else was like, "What's that sound? Why why is it making that noise?" <laughs> oh, yeah, it hurts a little bit, but anyway, that that, that, that that's the whole kick off of this thing. We thought we'd go back and do another throwback to say, "Hey, what what was thirty years ago, and what did we love thirty years ago?" Toys. So, some of the the biggest toys of 1993.
1: Well, and you know the, uh, I don't I don't think, I mean, we've kind of talked about this before. I don't think you know back when our parents were our age, the market had realized how to capitalize on their nostalgia. Like there'd been some things, you know, like they'd been back like the howdy duty things every once in a while or something like that. Really kidding. Me? Oh yeah. But with our generation, the eighties and the nineties, that's feels like it's just coming back in full swing. Like you can go down target now and you can see shoes. Like my wife is pointing out. I, I wore those shoes in the nineties. Like those are coming back. You know, we have movies that are getting remade, remade, remade from our childhood, you know, with the new Ninja Turtles, it's, you know, Granted, it's a new spinoff of it, but it's still there's a lot of I don't know if you saw it, but there's a lot of things that in that movie that were directed towards us.
0: (laughs) Mm, I mean, nostalgia is a commodity now, and it's like you said, when things are getting remade and re-released, it's not they're getting updated and things inspired by the late 80s, early 90s. It's literally like, oh, here's the exact same thing. When I was shopping for school supplies, they had honest to God trapper keepers you could buy at Walmart. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Legitimate. Trapper keepers.
1: And, and Lisa Frank is, is coming back with stuff. And mm-hmm. it's it's crazy because, you know, we'll walk down the toy aisle, which as grown men, we still do because
0: we're kids at heart. Right. So yes, almost every time there, I make my way down just to see if there's something new that, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, what's 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 sad is what's cool and what's sad is like we'll walk down and like they have the He-Man toys. Or the Ninja Turtle toys that they made look like from the 80s and the 90s, right? And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I go to get it, and I'm like, wait, how much is this? So they're definitely capitalizing on that nostalgia because I'm like, 20 bucks for an action figure that I'm going to keep in the box? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Or, or you, you do the math, like, well, if I buy two of them, <laughs> I can open right. one and keep the other in the box. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, how many times, too, have we been marketed, you know,
1: Transformers are like, oh, yeah, G1, original Optimus Prime or Megatron or whatever. And we're like, oh, cool. And then we see the price tag of like $130. And we're like, how can we justify that? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have a I have an adult a bank account and credit cards, and I still don't want to do that. Right? Well, see, that, I think that's the thing is we're still
1: smart about the nostalgia, so we're not getting into it big time. But I don't know, you know, in '93, what thirty? That was thirty years ago. I mm-hmm. almost oh, oh, that hurts. Thirty years yeah. ago, you know, it was it was a different it was a different time.
0: Mm-hmm. The Ninja Turtles were still popular. Of course, they were. They were. Uh, I I do have a list uh, compiled of some of the the hottest Christmas toys of 1993. Some of these you remember right here. First on their list is the Talkboy from Home Alone 2, which my friend had one of those, and we used that incessantly.
1: My friend had one as well that we used incessantly. I didn't get my first Talkboy until we worked in radio, and we went to the World's Largest Garage sale, and somebody was selling one for 50 cents, and I picked it up.
0: The thing I didn't understand about the Talkboy, it was literally it was just a tape recorder, but yep. it had the little microphone plastic piece that extended out about three inches that made it look really official. Then you could speed up and slow down. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What else was next on their list? My my list is freezing. That's fantastic. Technology uh, what, is great.
1: Tickle me Elmo. That was a huge thing. Remember, oh. Christmas as you had to
0: get – I. I mean, that was – not really us, but yeah, I was gonna say. I was just know that I didn't ever need to tickle meow, but the marketing for it was everywhere, and I remember making fun of it because what do you do? It's, it's a it's a thirteen year old kid. <laughs> you see something popular that kids like, and you make fun of it. Right? It was horrible. Uh, the Nerf Arrow Storm that was on my Christmas list for a few years. I never got it.
1: What what year was a Nerf gun not on your Christmas list?
0: Because seriously, Nerf
1: they always put out popular stuff, and I'm like, yeah, that looks great. I want hey, that. And then,
0: hey man, it's Nerf or nothing.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how many times do we catch ourselves walking down the Nerf aisle now, and we're like, how many rounds does that shoot in 30 seconds?
0: <laughs> well, I get jealous now. The Nerf guns actually shoot things. The Nerf guns when we were kids, like it kind of shot a foam thing in the general direction. Now you've got like pinpoint sniper rifles like, oh, this nerf gun's accurate up to 250 yards. What? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I remember I had the, uh, I think it was around 93, 94, somewhere in there. I had a nerf gun that um, it was a gray one and you pulled back, you know, and it had a little laser sight on it that you could adjust with the thing. And it was supposed to be accurate. That thing never hit where the dot was. I can tell you that right now.
0: And, and you but, pretty much had to turn the lights off to have it bright enough to see where the laser was actually pointing. Like, yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, another one was on there was the Magna Doodle, which was that one might have been a little bit of a nostalgia take on it because that was basically a glorified etch-a-sketch only it had a little bar you could swipe across and it would just erase everything for you. I bought one of those for my son the other day. It was a Ninja Turtles one for a dollar. Uh huh. <laughs> Which, well, uh, fine and Daniel, but, okay, we've got this whole plastic thing that we're going to pay 20, 30 bucks for to draw draw shapes. Wouldn't a pencil and a piece of paper work just as good? Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I guess, you know, but it's more fun to – It's I think it's more satisfying to erase it, right, rather than waste paper.
0: I don't know. The satisfaction I didn't get because the only time the eraser I was ever used when somebody, I'd be drawing something and somebody else would come over and wipe it off just to be a jerk. Mm. That was Um,
1: (laughs) I will say, I I don't know if this was 93, but you reminded me of something that I've seen recently, too, is you said the magnet doodle. Remember the doodle bear? Doodle bear. Yeah, it was a bear like that. You could just draw on it and everything like that. And when you're done with it, you could just throw it in the washer and it washes it all off. I saw one of those recently It was a different animal, but it was it was a doodle animal. I don't remember what it was, but I was like. That's still a thing. So it has the washable markers where you can draw on the
0: actual stuffed animal. And I tell you, I, n- I never trusted the washable markers. <laughs> <a> fair point. <laughs> they, they, I'm sure they worked fine, but I never... T- it, you draw with a marker that says washable, like, yeah, I believe it when I see it, and I'm pretty sure my mom would kill me if I attempt to wash well, remember how bad Remember how
1: bad dry erase markers were? Because like that was a newer thing when we were in school, and the teacher would write it up there and you go to erase it. And it's just still stuck there. Like you could see like the faint outline. You're like,
0: or you get the, the teacher that is no difference. They have a, an actual permanent marker, which at the time they had those ones that looked exactly like the dry erase markers with a little metal capsule and plastic tip. And they write it like, Oh, well that will be there for it. Actually. I don't think I even started getting whiteboards until I was in middle school. Cause we, we had chalkboards in all my elementary school. Yeah, so Whiteboards I. were new high-tech. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Man, whiteboards didn't exist. Ouch. <laughs> okay, back to more toys. Okay, Matchbox. The Matchbox car wash. remember getting that from Kmart for Christmas. That thing was rad.
1: With the color-changing cars? Uh-huh. Yep.
0: You know, <laughs> I think I still have one downstairs. Was old Mustang that went from green to light green. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I didn't get. I didn't have the car wash, but I definitely had some of the color changing cars. and that was another thing in the '90s too. Was like the color changing stuff with mood rings and all the, that. Jazz. The little hyper
0: color T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. It was actually just begging for inappropriate things to happen with them. <laughs> and I, I will say that hyper color. I had one or two that was that I really enjoyed, but. Uh, they probably scarred me for life a little bit because, as a, uh, we'll just say, I was a hefty, hefty young lad. Wearing one in the summertime wasn't good because then you just had brightly colored sweat spots all over you. <laughs> 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 Sit in a chair, get up and why's the back of your shirt a different color? Shut up. <laughs> it's hyper colored. It's cool. <laughs> Let's see what else we get. Here? I, I pulled up. I found one of those old nostalgia sites that has the the toys catalog from Toys R Us in 1993. The front cover includes Barney. Uh, it looks like a Barbie doll, a robot that I don't recall ever seeing that had a tape player built in its stomach, remote controlled car, and a Sega Genesis with Sonic Two. Mm. <laughs> And big at that time too were the Disney clamshell VHS tapes. Back yep. when things were legitimately locked up in the Disney vaults, nineteen ninety three, you could get Aladdin and Hundred One Dalmatians and Pinocchio and Beauty of the Beast and the Great Mouse Detective.
1: You know, I will say, like there is—I mean, you can you can YouTube it now, but there's that instant trigger when you hear the. Remember the old Disney logo sound, you know it was just the white etched thing on the blue background and the like the and the, like you're like, "Oh, yeah, and then it's like coming soon to v h s you're like, oh
0: you can still hear those sounds. One of my favorites was the uh the f h e oh yeah, intro it was it was always so overbearingly loud compared to the actual video. <laughs> Let's see, what else did they have in here that was in their catalog that well, looked exciting? Oh, they had the Game Genie. That was a big thing for systems, which...
1: Okay. I always wanted the no. Game Genie, but I
0: thought the Game Genie was dumb, but I always wanted one.
1: Here's the thing. So I always wanted one, too, and then I realized it doesn't really add much to it. It was, and you know what, it was the price of a video game, if not a little bit more, and mm. it would unlock certain things, but it didn't work with every game. You know, in mean, the
0: only games it did work with half of it, was so finicky because you had to attach it to the end of the cartridge and put it in your system, so it would always be a little bit off, and if you tapped it or, like, sneezed while you're playing, it would freeze the whole thing. And...
1: Yeah, I I wanted one, too, just because I was like, oh, cheats, but, you know, then there, you got, like... Because there were
0: some of those games that were impossible. Like, let's, let's be honest. How many times did anybody ever actually beat Mega Man 3 without having Super Jump on? Well, I was just even thinking, like... <laughs> the ninja turtles
1: games those are all you know that beat em ups but they're they're rough i mean there's there's just tons of things with the game genie that would have helped but it, at the same time i think it was more gimmicky you know mm. um, if you just got like the sega genesis magazine or the nintendo
0: magazine it would have cheats in the back nintendo <laughs> power yep. great great magazine by the way <laughs> <laughs> The Power Wheels was still big in 1993. I was finally old enough to drive a Power Wheels, but I was too big to get a Power Wheels. Parents really fleeced me on that one. (laughs) Can you believe if you look at pictures of Power
1: Wheels now compared to back then... A lot has changed in 30 years. For one, I'm pretty sure they're faster, than the batteries last oh, longer. Yeah.
0: But two, what do we get? Those power wheels' top speed was like three miles an hour. You'd see parents like towing their kids behind on a walk. Like, oh. But the way they advertised it, we all thought they were race cars. Like
1: mm-hmm. they're all fancy and high tech, and I'm pretty sure some of them have working radios now and everything like that. I'm like, that's- and they're all branded too. You're like, I got a power. Oh yeah, that's
0: a Cadillac Escalade XLT. Like. what (laughs) oh you want the s model that one's got headlights like what (laughs) this is for a (laughs) four-year-old uh electronic chess was big because they just figured how to make that work which i was i was a chess neat chess nerd as a kid and i didn't like most electronic chess because the difference between level one and level two was unfathomable level one was the computer literally tried to make you win and level two was well unless you're a 19,000-ranked chess master, you're never going to have a chance against this thing. It's, it's just telling you, like, it's giving you the thing, like,
1: oh, yeah, I can do this. And then it's like, all right, buckle up.
0: <laughs> the the handheld games, I think we talked about those for the little tiger handheld ones. Those were super popular. I remember going to the Kmart in Longmont, and there would be just an entire wall of those things in the electronic section, and they were so terrible.
1: The thing was, is the, I think one of the reasons they were popular is because the price tag on
0: them—they were what, like ten bucks? Oh, they were eighteen ninety nine. They were not super cheap, but they were. I feel like some. They, I feel they like were they were cheaper. The, they were cheaper the cartridges because they got they marketed themselves against. you see, these back in nineteen ninety three prices, they were eighteen ninety nine, which is a little pricey for just a gimmicky, you know, impulse buy. But you put them next to the video cartridges for say the Super Nintendo or Genesis, and if you found one of those for under 50 bucks, you were lucky because some of the games that were popular at this particular time, Star Fox, Mortal Kombat 1, Street Fighter 2, uh, Bubsy, uh, Yoshi's Cookie, things like that. In this particular catalog, Mortal Kombat 1 was sixty nine ninety nine for the 16-bit cartridge version of Mortal Kombat.
1: Isn't it weird how thirty years ago, Mortal Kombat One was in the stores, and here we are today, and Mortal Kombat One is coming out
0: later this month. Let's let's trace something here. Let's look up uh, sixty nine ninety nine in nineteen ninety three for inflation to today's dollars. Yes.
1: Also, we just had a Street Fighter release like last month or two months ago
0: as well. That's <laughs> Yeah, it's uh let's see amounts seventy dollars nineteen ninety three today's dollars. In today's dollars, that would mean Mortal Kombat one would cost you one hundred and forty eight dollars and nine cents. Which I'm pretty sure Mortal <laughs> Kombat 1 has a deluxe edition that's, like, over $100, so. Uh-huh. But you looking back as a kid, you can, you, it's it's much easier to see, oh, that's why mom always said no when I wanted new yep. video games. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, the Tiger games, like, I remember I had a, my grandma got a pitfall one, and I, it, the level, it was the same level, just mapped different, like, it was just the same little electronics, it was just things would move faster. Mm-hmm. You know, same. I think I had a Spider-Man one too, and it was the same thing. It was like you, you know, your character would could only, because with those things, they were only programmed like the three different moves you could do, and then things would just come across the screen a little bit faster in their little designated yeah. spots. And, and it
0: wasn't reacting thing; it was literally just you had to memorize when the buttons pushed. It was there yep. was no skill to it. It was literally just memory, but they made it look like it was a video game. Man, this is bringing back so much. I, I I scrolled down to the Sega section of this Toys R Us catalog, and I I must have been a sucker for marketing because PGA Golf didn't have, Tony LaRusso Baseball didn't have, Bill Walsh College Football didn't have, but then I had X-Men, which was mine, Cool Spot, which was I had. Cool Royal, Spot was the best. Royal Rumble, I didn't have that one. Jurassic Park I had, Mortal Kombat I had. Uh, Streets of Rage Two ahead. Bulls versus yep. Blazers. Echo the Dolphin. Tiny Tune Adventures. Jungle Strike. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I ended up with all those at some point. Well, remember too the whole debate between
1: you know Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Well, it was Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis because everybody, like, I had friends who had Mortal Kombat on the Se- or the Super Nintendo, but I had it on the Sega Genesis and I had the blood and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And they had to, they had to type in like a blood code to find it, and they didn't have the cheat. And I was like, "That's weird." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and then they had the, it was also the big year for Game Gear too, which I, I still to this day, Game Gear blew Game Boy out of the water, except for the fact that the batteries lasted about thirteen and a half minutes. <laughs> like, I want to bring this on a road trip, Mom. Can you pick up thirty-seven AA batteries for me? <laughs>
1: I remember at one point I got the I convinced my parents to get the car charger like because you could plug it into the cigarette outlet and and connect it to the thing and that you could play that way and it was nice <laughs> but I had to be sitting in a certain spot for it to
0: reach. So. Oh yeah, because the cords weren't very long. Man, it was it was a, it was a strange year for toys because they the, they started coming out with the action figures for other things because up to that point action figures hadn't been everywhere everyone made a show to sell action figures but in the early 90s they started making action figures marketed towards things that already existed so we started seeing the the crash test dummies and the street fighter ones and the x-men ones and batman animated series and all those kind of came out
1: yeah because before that the action figures were basically just like gi joes and transformers with you know some he-man stuff but yeah i think the 90s you know with the popularity of cartoons growing and of course the video games i think the 90s was a huge huge renaissance for the video games mm-hmm. you know because that's when sega genesis came you know things started to become more popular and they became more marketable and the graphics got better so you could definitely do more with it mm-hmm. that helped with the with the action figures that we now will walk down the aisles even now and look and go oh no they made that look like from my childhood
0: I know, well, have you noticed how many of them have just found the old molds and rehashed them? Like, I think Kenner's done it with a ton of action figures. They just found old molds of toys. Like, oh, we'll just make these out again. Because they can make them for pennies and the dollar of what they used to. Just put the mold in, put some bad paint job. And, oh, look, we re-released these toys. Like, these weren't good back then. Like, that, that's there's some pieces that give me nostalgia. And some of them I look at it like, this is an awful toy. This was awful in 1983. And you decided to remake it and put it out again. Like... I think it's funny too I, I think we've
1: talked about this too it's, it's funny that You know we can If we go to like a flea market Something or, or something like that Where you see like the grab bag of toys And like you'll pick it up And there'll be some old G.I. Joes Just loosely in there But the paint job is all like weird And like their mouth is all off to the side <laughs> Their and eyes like,
0: are painted on the side of their head Yep
1: You're <laughs> like that brings back memories I definitely had one like that
0: Yeah I, You'd go to an X-ray And you'd literally like thumb through the All the ones in the wall to try and find one that didn't look jacked up <laughs>
1: Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's what what toy store was your go-to toy store in 1993? Do you remember KB Toys? Yeah, I do. That was one in the mall close to my house.
1: Yep. That so uh, every once in a while we'd get to go to the mall and I'd always want to go into KB Toys and KB Toys was just mind-blowing because to me like i never really went to toys r us it was always kb toys and kb toys was just like wall to wall to wall to wall to wall toys but it was all it wasn't like spread out like toys r us so it was like it felt even more cuz everything was just so close together and you're just
0: like yeah kb felt like uh they just had too many toys and it was just the, how many can we fit in this store like pretty sure they were a fire hazard but
1: <laughs> yeah and it was very overwhelming going in there as a kid and you know my grandma giving me the you got ten dollars and then i would sit there for 20 minutes and I, this isn't any of an exaggeration 20 minutes sitting there with two toys going which one do i want mm-hmm. i don't I, know i
0: gotta pick the right one i yeah. still get giddy when i go places too if i go to like you know a toy collector show or something like that and you'll be thumbing through stuff and you'll see an old action figure and you see that kb toys sticker the yellow mm-hmm. one with the little like tin soldier on the front of it. You're like, oh, oh, I, oh, (laughs) it makes me feel
1: good. Well, it's funny too, because like, you know, once a week, my, during the summer, my grandma would uh, take me and my cousin, we'd go to McDonald's for lunch, and then we'd go to Walmart afterwards. Um, And... You know going through the toys section at Walmart or Target or anything like that, it's it's like you know, it was it was good as a kid, but there's just nothing compared to like KB Toys because, like, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, Toys R Us is... again, I didn't have that growing up. Like, I don't know why we didn't go to Toys R Us probably because there wasn't one in Greeley, but there was a KB Toys in the mall, and I just mm-hmm. remember that just just going into the mall and be like, Oh my
0: god, yeah, KB Toys is always my toy store, and then uh. The Toys R Us, if we went to Boulder, it was a special occasion that we could go in and go to the big Toys R Us and wander around. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this I found the, the Playmates catalog of the Ninja Turtles they released in 93. I forgot, 93 is already the tail end of some of the stuff that they were coming out with this, because it's a bunch of the... Is ant- that where the
1: weird ones came out? Well, like more than they,
0: shirt. They started making up a bunch of new characters, so there was Scratch, which was the little like otter that broke out of prison, and... Hot spot, which was the creepy looking gremlin Dalmatian, and then they had a giraffe, and they put started putting out the other sides of the the ninja for the samurai versions from the movie, and oh yeah, oh gosh, oh I still have my samurai
1: <laughs> Raphael somewhere, but I remember I used to have like the Hawaiian shirt Michelangelo and the, the what did the other tropical Donatello where they had the hats
0: and Cal- calabas giraffe. Yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they somehow jumped the gun on being able to have, oh, we've got four main characters in the show, but we're going to re-release seven or eight versions of them every year. <laughs> I will say
1: that they did that so Funkos could run. Because you look at a Funko Pop and how many different versions of there are the, of the same character.
0: Yeah. So and, and <laughs> I've gone down the rabbit hole a few times because I've I made myself when Funkos came out I saw a problem that if I didn't cut myself off that it was going to be a bad bad thing in life. So I li- limited myself to there's only one or two franchises of Funkos I'll actually get to collect because even that like say the Avatar of the Last Airbender that's that's my Funko go to because I have all those. But the rabbit hole you go down to when you try and find all the variants of each one is unreal. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's, and it literally is a stupid thing. Oh, but this one's got a hat. Oh, but this one has red eyes instead of green eyes. Like, but, well, I don't
1: what? know. <laughs> I don't know if you can see. I have the oh, my Overwatch Funkos right there. And I went down the rabbit hole, too, of like, oh, cool. Like, there's this May. Oh, there's another version. Oh, there's like two other versions of May. She's wearing a pink outfit. Oh, okay. I need that one. Oh, look at this, Lucio. And it's just,
0: it's, and it's a problem it's with bad. that because it, in, in Overwatch, each one of those characters has what probably. 15 to 20 skins minimum each plus all the special edition skins and everything else. plus the different poses they could do and like it's unreal
1: <laughs> but I mean that you look back at Ninja Turtles and back then
0: we're like oh this is ridiculous but look at us
1: now so I would say that the uh, well I mean Transformers kind of dabbled with it a little bit they more so got into it when like the early 2000s with different branding of it but I think Ninja Turtles and and Ghostbusters too the Mm -hmm. real Ghostbusters those those kind of walked so Funko could run with different variants and stuff like that
0: yeah we'll see if that was a a good thing or a bad thing (laughs) (laughs) oh so I just came across the Universal Monsters Ninja Turtles when they had Donatello, Dracula Leo the Wolfman Michelangelo, Frankenstein and Raph is the mummy
1: they have those right now. They re-released them. If you go to Walmart, they're 30 bucks, and they're about this big.
0: <laughs> la, 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 don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> those make great Halloween decorations, and I need yep. them in the box, too. Well, yeah, so that's a that throwback. I mean, that, that, those are a lot of the toys that were popular back in 19... 19- 93, which to people are right? 30 oh, yeah. years ago, yeah. I, re- I remember doing we walking through all these toys, but when I talk to people that are you know middle school, high school right now, those things are prehistory that's like old, old time toys. Like, oh, really? Like, they used to do that? Like, <laughs> you hurt my heart, my
1: soul is crying right now. I know it is, but <laughs> because, like, when, when I mean, it was even in radio, you and I would talk about the 80s and the 90s, like, it was you know, just 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and you know just this I'm like oh yeah you know think about it and then you again you actually do the math you're like 30 years ago I'm like
0: I mean look look at radio stations I have things have like oh 2k and beyond all the hits from today like 2k and beyond that's like oh that is that is is quite a few years of music isn't it (laughs) yeah Huh, I'm going to go cry a little now.
1: (laughs) Welcome to classic oldies. Here's Nirvana. Smells like tea spirit.
0: What? A quick side note before we finish on that part. That part's getting me too because my, my little will bring up songs and she's like, there's another version of this song. It'll be somebody covering something from like the 90s or something like that. And she'll think that they copied this version that somebody else did two years ago. I'm like, no, no.
1: Well, I mean, we kind of did that too in the '90s. There's a lot of artists that covered '80s and '70s songs, and our parents would be like,
0: "Well, you know."
1: But yeah, I understand that. I
0: understand that big time. Yeah, but uh, that let us know. Go to the comments uh, at Get Geekish. Run all those social media things. Throw on something. What What was one of your favorite toys from 1993? Because there's got to be some other ones that I will just spark those memories. You hear about them, and then. I don't know if you're like me, but then it becomes five or ten minutes of basking in the glory of that memory you had of that Nerf bow and arrow that you were trying to shoot in your backyard and then just got lost in the tree and then you cried relentlessly. <laughs> is, there, is, that a, is that a real story for you?
1: That seemed awfully specific.
0: <laughs> I'm not scarred at all. Not at all. Mm-mm.
1: I wish that somebody would come up with a VR thing of KB toys just so I could walk down those aisles again.
0: Do you hear that? Google and chat GBT. <laughs> yep. We we need a metaverse of nostalgic toy stores just to go meander through. And okay. if you
1: could make it smell the
0: same too, that'd be <laughs> gross. <laughs> All right, well, Beto, uh, and uh, for me and Derek, we'll uh, we'll talk at you soon.